It's the return of the Mac. Mm. Here I am. Mac Daddy, welcome back. Yeah, make you want to jump, jump. Mm. Uh, the Colossal Grouch returns. <laughs> <laughs> we missed uh, you. Glad to have you back. Well, I'm 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 sorry I sent such a such harsh messages no, from mean, New York. But I was were, getting in the spirit of being in the city. Yeah. You teased us a little, but you know, we can take it. So I was hurt. Well, yeah. <laughs> you took your wife to New York and not me. <laughs> all right. Chill out there, Johnny Cash. <laughs> being all hurt. Um <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you missed two thousand one. I missed 2001, which I'm I'm actually very pissed about. Uh, I I hate that that's the way that the schedule lined up because I've been looking forward to talking about that year for a while. I mean, I've been talking about certain things that happened at those Oscars pretty much since we started. Aggravating that's the year I missed. So, uh, well, you got some time here. Let's take 15, 20 minutes and talk about it. Okay, um, uh, I, I want to go over some some notes on the ceremony if. Uh, if they got missed. So of course, Denzel Washington, Halle Berry, uh, first, uh, two black performers to win Academy Awards on the same night. Uh, when Denzel Washington won his second Academy Award, uh, Sidney Poitier also, uh, received an honorary award on the same night to which Denzel said something along the lines of they finally give me, they finally give me one more award than Sydney and then give him an award on the same night. <laughs> awesome. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, Judy Dench, of course, nominated for Iris. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another film in which we do not see her butthole. Damn it. Yeah, I feel like I missed a conversation there, gentlemen. <laughs> well, yeah. you missed the Gladiator episode. There was full That's discussion, right. <laughs> lots of butthole discussion. Lots. Jeez, I, I miss the fact that Best Animated Feature started, something I've been yeah. very excited about. Uh, Monsters, Inc. being nominated for the first Best Animated Feature and somehow losing to Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a consensus uh, feeling. Uh, though, good for uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who, of course, starts DreamWorks Animation because fuck Disney. Right. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Amelie did not win Best Foreign Language Film, yeah. which confuses me to this day. Yeah. Should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yep. Maybe should have won Best Picture. Ooh, Ooh hot take. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, uh, Randy Newman finally getting an Academy Award. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And man, what a category to win, too, because Sting, Paul McCartney, and Inya, all in the same category. <laughs> and then, of course, Diane Warren. Who? <laughs> Why is she always there? I just don't like her. She's like uh, a canker sore. Keeps popping up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's that's just some of my notes on there. I... Oh, and uh, I don't know if, if anybody looked at the amazing poster that Alex Ross, the comic book artist, did for the 74th Academy Awards. But if, if you get a chance, go to the Wikipedia page. Just look at the official poster for the 74th Academy Awards. It is gorgeous. Absolutely. 
I didn't it, mention that, so thank you for bringing it up. Uh, yeah, it's it's something I I got very excited about in 2001 because I loved Marvels, which was a limited series from Marvel uh, about the goings on <laughs> of superheroes from the eyes of an everyman. Incredible. And Kingdom Come, I believe, had just come out like a oh, couple God. years before. That's oh, so good. <laughs> so, so those are those. Yeah. Well, you had a, um, a screenplay nomination in there that was of interest, wasn't there? Uh, uh, there are two screenplay nominations of actually uh, the the best original screenplay category is possibly as good as that category's ever been. Uh, you get Julian Fellows, who wins it, of course, for Gosford Park, and that's a great screenplay, mm-hmm. uh, who would go on to create the show Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. one of one of my favorites. Uh, Amelie, so Jean-Pierre Genet gets nominated. Mm. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Jean-Pierre Genet, so I'm even a uh, alien resurrection apologist, so that's just the thing. I don't think you need to apologize for that movie. That movie I- is just okay. <laughs> I think it is absolutely wonderful. Also, yeah. if you did, if you didn't know, the uh, cinematographer on Alien Resurrection goes on to direct Halle Berry and Catwoman. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I had some words about Halle Berry last week. You know, but she—it's hard to be mad at it because it's been twenty years and. Sure. They still nope. haven't given best actress to another black woman. Yeah. Nope. I just kind of wish they would have picked a good actress. I, how Viola Davis doesn't have like four Oscars. I don't know how Viola Davis. So Viola Davis should have been best lead actress for fences and one for that. Mm-hmm. But she, they relegated her to best supporting because they were afraid she would lose to the very undeserving uh emma what's her name um i i actually forgot her last name now again stone watson was that was that the stone emma stone was it la la land yeah, it was yeah, la la. yeah, yeah. yeah. i had watson stuck in my head and i knew that that wasn't correct right and then i couldn't get off of uh emma roberts who julia is julia roberts niece uh <laughs> So, uh, Memento, Christopher and Jonathan Nolan up for Academy Awards there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monsters Ball is probably my weakest link in this, but it's still a really good film. And then, of course, the Royal Tenenbaums giving Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson Academy Award nominations. So, we yep. get to say Academy Award nominee Owen Wilson. Absolutely. Just wow. Wow. Ciao. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. So, th- those are just some thoughts for me. Yeah. Okay, so how do you feel about the fact that Memento lost best film editing? <laughs> how just, <laughs> just <the> fuck. <sighs> like there there are times where you get something <laughs> wrong and there are times where you just fuck something up so bad it just seems <laughs> unfixable. I I mean, Black Hawk Down is an incredible film, and I love that movie. Good movie. But but Memento, Lucy's best the editing, editing, is what? <laughs> I would have even, at the time, I would, I would not have taken this, but here I am 20 years later saying this. I would have even taken Moulin Rouge as the winner of, like, it's my number two pick there. <sighs> 
<laughs> I had some words. I can't wait for you to hear that episode. I really I, was hope I was hoping I'd get to listen to it before we recorded, but uh, alas. Fucking hate that oversaturated garbage. <laughs> I have softened on it very much over time. Cool. <laughs> but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, uh two questions then. Okay. So, because you really didn't say, first off, how did you feel about A Beautiful Mind? I, so in 2001, I, I saw this at the movie theaters. And in 2001, I absolutely loved it. And I've watched it a couple times in the last couple, like the last 10 years. We did a, a Ron Howard marathon once, and we let people on Facebook vote on what Ron Howard films we should watch. And A Beautiful Mind was like one of the, I think, five or six we ended up watching that day. Mm-hmm. Watching it then, I was like, wow, this, from the things we watched, because we watched like Willow and Apollo 13 and a couple other things, uh, Splash, I think, um, and watching A Beautiful Mind against those films, it was like, wow, this this is kind of really a weak link in his like, filmography. Of those four, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Throw in like... I think Cocoon was Dan the Brown other one shit. Even yeah. still... <laughs> Yeah, so so it was like, man, this is oh boy, jeez. Uh, I mean, it's not going to get as bad as uh, not National Treasure, but it it just wasn't as strong <laughs> as those other films that we watched. And then watch, I I watched it tonight before we came to record because I was trying to watch everything from last week, and I thought we were, I I thought our cold open was going to be different this week, so I didn't watch it until like right before we recorded and. Nice. It's fine. The movie yeah. is okay. Yeah. It. Uh, I. I. I watched it so recently. I haven't even ranked it on Letterboxd yet. Like it's. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It. I. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it, except for even in 2001, I knew that they changed a whole bunch about John Nash's like actual story and personality. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I don't like James Horner's score in the film. I can't even remember it. Yeah. They, <laughs> there, there were just a couple of moments where it was like, this, this score is really undercutting the, the drama of this scene yeah. because it's, it's very stringy and it's very, there, there's even a part where the ad was like, this sound, this sounds like the Titanic music. It's James Horner. What are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's kind of the general consensus. Jonathan uh, and I and our guest, Rachel, um, all kind of said, you're like, it's good. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I think Russell Crowe is really good in it. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is incredible. Oh, she's um, incredibly gorgeous. Yeah. God. I, I forgot what a bombshell entrance she gets in that film, too. Yeah. <laughs> She goes to open that window, and then you you know you don't see her face at first, and then he's like, "Hey, what you doing opening that window?" And then she turns to the camera, and the camera's just like, "Look, or just this woman is not to, you know, yeah." And then she leans out the window to holler at those guys out there, and <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, it, it made me in two thousand one. It made me remember exactly. Uh, why I fell in love with her in 1990. Yep. That came up. 
Oh, the Rocketeer is amazing. It's oh no, not the Rocketeer. Was what year was Labyrinth? That would have been oh, like eighty-seven. Was, yeah. yeah, eighty-six or eighty-seven. I forgot she was in the Rocketeer. God, yeah, I need she, to rewatch that movie. She's not only in the Rocketeer, but she's just an absolute bombshell in the Rocketeer. And they named her character Betty because she was supposed to be like Betty Page, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get you the two questions here, sir. First one being, does A Beautiful Mind deserve Best Picture? I didn't get to watch all the films this week, but from memory, I can rank them as such. Uh, the, The four remaining nominees would go my number four is probably Moulin Rouge. I think Moulin Rouge is fine i've softened on it over the last 20 years but the third act i think really kind of destroys the rest of the film yeah that's where i was at too because that first act was actually a lot of fun um my number three will probably be in the bedroom in the bedroom is wonderful uh at least from memory i i I haven't seen it in probably 15 years or so, but Sissy Spacek and Tom Wilkinson are awesome in it. And uh, Marissa Tomei is really, really good. It was the first time I had seen Marissa Tomei in a while. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. She's amazing. Uh, My number two will be The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. That movie is really good. I like it a lot. Uh, It ruins cinema, but that's fine. And uh, my number one is Gosford Park because Robert Altman fucking rules. Uh, that being said, Beautiful Minds probably going under in the bedroom at my number four. Don't think it should have won Best Picture. All right. So uh, is it the worst Best Picture? Uh, no, I was actually trying to figure out. Give me just a second here. Uh, this is fine. We'll save that. We're going to go over to my list here. We're going to go to the Best Picture Oscar ranking. I need to remember that I've already put this week's in, so whatever I give it, it's going to be one less. Um, You know what? I'm going to put it... I'm going to put it at number 55. Okay. Wow. It's going under Mutiny on the Bounty. Wow. And it's going right above Driving Miss Daisy, so it is teetering the line. <laughs> is, is it? Uh, is that a three and a half star for you? Yeah, it's a three yeah, and a half is. star for me. Okay. I think I had a maybe a four star at number thirty four is where I had it. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's really corny. It is. I bought into the corny this time though. It had me crying a couple times, and and certain real life things have, have make me connect with it more, but I do realize it's a very kind of pedestrian uh, film there. It's one of those. I don't know if it's just time or it's the lack of rewatch value, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's that scene where he's the professor's telling him that he needs to go to class more. Go to class. You suck. Um, <laughs> And then they go into the, they go into the, the professor's eatery. I don't know the, the cafeteria, whatever. And they're giving out the pens, and they're like, "You see that? 
that's respect. You'll never have that respect because you suck. And <laughs> that whole I scene, feel like that guy's going to get that to happen to him. And that whole scene was like, this literally has no other narrative function but to set up the yeah. final scene. Yeah. Uh, and it felt clunky to me. There were other things like that where, like, they they do that call, the the worst callback ever when Josh Lucas is like, you know, they they play <laughs> that play game. game. <laughs> you want to play? Hey, you scared? And then they repeat Define, it like Define. it's like forty years later, and he's like, I'm going to say the exact same things, the exact same things that I said to you forty years ago, just because this is a movie, and that's how callbacks <laughs> work. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, no, thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's not a bad movie. It's fine. It's yep. It's it's about as meh as I think any of the other movies we've had before. Like, it's the most okay. Yeah, and you know when, like, there's my my top five films of 2001. Yeah, which in no particular order are Memento. The Royal Tenenbaums, Amelie, uh, my brain just went blank, and I can't think. Donnie of, Darko, of course, Donnie Darko. <laughs> yep, Donnie Darko, of course. Uh, of course, everybody's favorite movie that doesn't isn't just a complete mess of a film that makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe my my oh uh, Shaolin Soccer, oh. and of course the greatest film of two thousand one, Spy Kids. There you go. And none of these are up for best picture, uh, but we can put stuff that ruins cinema like Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring in there. But that's fine. We'll keep that conversation for. Oh, next I'm week. so ready to talk about that next week. But we got a movie to talk about this week. Well, we got one more. Oh, yeah, you right. OK, thanks. Yeah. So let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about a movie. Hello, all you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. And welcome back to the Oscarversity Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history, try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Chicago, the jazzy musical that reminds us if a fella steps out and gets put down, he had it coming. That's right. That's right. 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 Also, the musical that reminds us of the city with the best pizza. <laughs> Motherfucker. Like, you're going to come in here already swinging <sighs> after being in the city. <laughs> in the city. It's not even fucking pizza. It is doughy lasagna. <laughs> it's not lasagna. It's a pie. It's- lasagna analogy doesn't make sense. Then what? Chicago pizza doesn't make sense. No, pizza, Chicago pizza, pie. Pizza. Chicago pizza makes sense. It's pizza pie, and it puts the pie in pizza pie. I will pizza pie you in your fucking face. He would like Please, that. Please, I want that. 
Do you know how much pizza we ate in New York? Because it was a lot. <laughs> because there's just stalls all over the place that are like, you want pizza for a dollar? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you want a slice of pizza that's the size of half a pizza for one dollar? Okay. <sighs> Getting hungry now. Uh, it's good and it's hot and it's ready <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right it's uh, yeah, delicious it is delicious yeah hashtag all pizza is good pizza Ooh, I like that <laughs> I won't Papa John's which gives me a tummy ache no I love Papa John's I can't do their I'll, sauce I don't know I'll why. eat Papa it, John's it's very acidic <laughs> I don't prefer Papa John's, but if it's in front of me and it's the pizza that I'm going to eat, that's what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Because all pizza is good pizza. But speaking of good pizza, is this for everyone's first time watching this movie? No. No. No for me. Anybody want to regale us with their first time seeing this film? I don't remember the exact I, date. Sometime uh, like junior or senior year of high school, 2003, 2004 for me. Saw it with Caitlin. Nice. Nice. I uh I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw that it was a burlesque film and I was, you know, what, 18, 19? And I was like, yeah, I should probably watch this movie. Probably by myself. <laughs> and uh pretty sure I did. And you said, Well now I have it coming. Ha <laughs> ha <Hey-o. laughs> Splash. Uh, I did see this in theaters uh, and that's going to be my boring story for most of the films from here on out I saw this in theaters Uh, I think I saw it with my sister and my ex-girlfriend and uh, we had a good time All right, let's do an Oscar breakdown Uh, Zach are you ready to give the Oscar breakdown no <laughs> Man, I've never seen sweat happen so quickly. <laughs> I actually had to like print out the pages, and you know me with my paper, and I, <laughs> I had the whole Wikipedia <laughs> breakdown in my hand, and I still struggled. Wonderful. Okay, it is a John C. Riley filled March twenty third, two thousand three. Is. is that yes? Oh my gosh, so much John C. Riley. We are at, and John C. Riley is at the Kodak Theater in Hollywood, Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Kodak Theater where we were last year because the Gold Knight returned, according to Alex Ross. <laughs> okay. Our host this evening is a one Mr. Steve Martin. <gasps> oh, that wild and crazy guy. Yeah. I will have a wonderful note on that wild and crazy guy in a moment. Uh, so much. Our most nominated film on the evening is Chicago at 13. Our most awarded film is Chicago at 6. Hmm. And just in case anybody needed to know, we are still on ABC. Hmm. All right. Chicago. Produced by Martin Richards. Wins Best Picture. Martin Richards, the only man in, to be nominated. Nope. Uh, it beats out Gangs of New York. A gang? That. <laughs> <laughs> the Hours, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and The Pianist. You know, 
I always get the hours and the others mixed up when I'm talking about Nicole Kidman. Mm. That's fine. Yeah. No one can blame me. They came out the same year. Yeah. No, they came out. No, others yeah. came out in 2001. Sorry. Did it? Yeah. Yep. 2001. Because yeah. I'd mentioned that was Caitlin and my first date at the Regal. Oh, that's right. I think I even brought Ooh, up what the fact a that. terrible film to have a, as a first yeah. date. Yeah. Oh, it was a good date movie. <laughs> grabbed my arm. She's like, <gasps> and I was like, yeah. Nice. That. That was one of those films where something happened in like the first 30 minutes of the film, but I was like, everybody's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time, and I think maybe even the only time I saw that movie was on Paul's couch. And then I think we watched a half an hour of it and then just let it be in the background. That sounds like a thing that happened because <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> like there was some reason you forced me to watch it. And I can't even oh, remember yeah, what it was. <gasps> was, was it uh sometimes I bleed? <laughs> Uh, the best line from the worst movie okay all right our best director for some reason goes to roman polanski for the pianist roman polanski who is in 2003 currently hiding out in europe evading statutory rape charges yep uh, it was actually believed that his nomination for best director was a ploy to get him to come to the state so that they could arrest him. <laughs> he did not show up. Yeah. Um, no. Also, uh, you know, so let's go ahead and give an Academy Award to a statutory rapist, someone who is hiding as a known statutory rapist, and then go ahead and uh, ban a man who just slaps open hand slaps someone for 10 years. Right. Not bitter about that at all. Yeah. So, uh, did they like mail it to him afterwards, or did he never get it? <laughs> I I don't know. I yeah, I want, but not not that important, really. My interest know. waned after he did not show up. Yeah, but he spe- got screwed. Yes. Uh, speaking, of the pianist Adrian Brody wins Best Actor and comes up and on stage and surprise kisses. Halle Berry, who is presenting the award Ooh. and does not get banned for 10 years. I'm not bitter about this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll have thoughts later. Yep. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Francis Ford <laughs> Coffin's <laughs> nephew. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I okay. did it backwards. You did. Uh, is nominated for adaptation playing Charlie and Donald Kaufman. Nicole Kidman wins for the hours. You, you, I watched that this week and you cannot convince me that she deserved it. I don't argue. Uh, but she beats out Renee Zellweger for Chicago, mm-hmm. playing Roxy Hart. Chris Cooper wins for Adaptation, the Charlie Kaufman film. Uh, yeah, Chris Cooper. Yeah, Chris Cooper. Yeah, but he's not John C. Riley. He beats John C. Riley for Chicago, which playing my favorite character, <laughs> Amos Hart. Yes. John C. Riley is my absolute favorite character actor. I love him. Yeah. And everything. I've watched I watch Walk Hard at least once every three months. That's a good movie. It is a great movie. Oh, I should have said this in the have you seen this category, but I played Amos Hart. I saw oh. you play Amos Hart. On stage. There was a video of me proposing to my wife during the production of Chicago where I played oh. Amos Hart. Hell true. Yeah. He did very well. I'm, I'm not in the, in the Amos and the proposal. Ooh. Yeah. Well, she said yes, so good job. 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, best supporting actress goes to Catherine Zeta Jones for Chicago, beating out the woman who should have won it, Queen Latifah for Chicago. No. <laughs> like, all right. First off, Queen Latifah was okay in this movie. She wasn't great. Yeah, she was, I, but she I was think okay. You mean, I think you mean amazing. I, 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 I don't think she was anything more than she's done before. I think she was better in hairspray. But fucking Kathy Bates and about Schmidt should have. Kathy Bates and about Schmidt is my my second pick right after Queen Latifah for being amazing as Mama Morton in no, Chicago. No, she was great. I, I like. Don't get me wrong. She was just her this, musical number was great. The rest of the movie, yeah. she's just. Yeah, oh, there. My my least favorite thing is that they cut out her. They cut out class, which is a song between her and uh, Catherine Zeta Jones about how everything sucks now because nobody nobody's got no class. Uh, uh but the film. Uh, I almost assume that 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 got cut, maybe a little for time to keep it under two hours, maybe because the word twat is in it. And would probably have gotten them an R rating. <laughs> Fair. Uh, but that's that's just my theory. Sure. Mm. Uh, best original screenplay goes to Pedro Almodovar for Talk to Her. Good job. He's great. I love Pedro. God, that's a movie that's on my watch list. That's a tough one. Yeah. And honestly, between two movies, I'm torn between my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, it's such a good movie. And E2 Mama Tambien. Oh, yeah. And Carlos and Alfonso get nominated for that. Yeah. So. And thanks to E2 Mama Tambien, Alfonso Cuaron goes and directs the third Harry Potter film. Yeah. <laughs> the best Harry Potter film. I think it's the weakest. Oh. I think it is the. I, I know. I, I am the. A lot of people get upset about the adaptation. I, the adaptation's I not the adaptation is not the best, but I think it is the strongest visually, and it yeah, is the strongest the character, sure. character wise. It is the best character wise. I just think, and again, I am the outlier in them all because I think the fourth one is the best one personally. Mm. See, mm. and that's the one that everybody thinks is the weakest. All right, so I came into the Harry Potter franchise with the movies in two thousand one when they ruined cinema. Um, and then watch the second one. I was like, these are, these are fun and these are cute. And then I saw the third one. I was like, I need to read the books now. Gotcha. Fair. Because this film is so fucking good that it made me want to read the books. Fair enough. So go. I, so if Alfonso Cuaron wasn't such a good director, I probably still wouldn't be reading Harry Potter books because David Yates did nothing for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Gotcha. But my favorite book is the fifth one. It's my least favorite movie. Well, I don't think it's my least favorite movie anymore. That's we're out of here. Um, <laughs> out of here. Uh, best, ad, best adapted screenplay goes to the pianist, giving Ronald Harwood an Academy Award over Bill Condon for Chicago. Yeah. Also, I completely forgot to mention that Rob Marshall got nominated for best director. Because I was so busy complaining about the child rapist. Um, also in the category is Charlie and Donald Kaufman. Donald <laughs> Kaufman, not a real person. <laughs> God, I love Charlie Kaufman. Uh, best animated feature, our second one ever, goes to Hayao Miyazaki for Spirited Away. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, and that's a tough category. This is a tough This is a very tough category. And 
Lilo and Stitch is one of my top five favorite movies ever. And I still think this is the right call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm with you on Lilo and Stitch. And I even think Treasure Planet's really good. Um, but yeah, no, fucking A, Spirited Away. <laughs> and then the Stallion, Cimarron <laughs> of the Spirit. <sighs> I feel like they were just trying to fill in space. <laughs> I, you, you know, because there's only, like they did three last year. They did three last year, but was Matt Damon in that movie? <laughs> did he yeah, play the yeah, horse? He's, yeah, he's the horse. Of a voice. So the horse doesn't talk. There's just like voiceover narration, and it's yeah. Matt Damon as the horse. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in 20 years, so <laughs> don't ask me. Watch some of the show. It's cute. That's what I hear. All right. Uh, Is that My Little Pony? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. My Little Cimarron Pony. All right. Uh, best foreign language film goes to Nowhere in Africa from Germany. Uh, beating out Hero, the Zhang Yimou film. In this hero could save us. All right. Have you guys seen the TikTok of the guy that's just putting that song into movies? Yes. <laughs> like perfect. I love them. those yeah. so much. They're pretty wonderful. Best documentary feature goes to Bowling for Columbine, giving Michael Moore an Academy Award. He uh, he gets on stage and gives a speech about how much George Bush sucks because he does and yep. gets booed. Yep, for some reason. God, they're yep. still high off the uh, 9-11 juice. Him him just standing on some rubble and saying some words. Yeah, what can yep. you do? What can you do? Uh, best documentary short subject goes to Twin Towers. But not the Lord of the Rings film. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, best live action short goes to This Charming Man. And I guess This Charming <laughs> Man is Martin Strange Hansen. Okay. So he's charming and strange. Oh. So something related to the Smiths or just a coincidence? <laughs> a Danish short comedy film. Man. <laughs> la, 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 la. Morrissey's a dick. He always was. People yeah. are just now realizing it. Yeah. Smiths suck. By the only I good Smith like is Robert Smith. There That's go. right. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I love this. Best animated short film goes to the Chub Chubs. Beating <laughs> <laughs> uh, out Mike's new car. Oh, yeah. Aww. The Monsters Inc. short film. Yeah. Uh, Best original score brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams Oscar Watch. John Williams nominated for Catch Me If You Can, which is strangely missing from the Best Picture race. Fucking right. I finally saw that movie like six months ago. Yeah. The fuck? The fuck? Uh... Also, Road to Petition in the category Thomas Newman. Also, strangely seriously. missing from the God. <laughs> which I, I meant to bring up. Paul Two Newman Tom got <laughs> Paul Newman got nominated for that, huh. and he uh, it was his last on-screen performance. Uh, he should have won. Uh, they both lose to uh, Elliot Goldenthal for Frida, which is a really good movie. Sure, Selma Hayek, yeah, should have yep. won. If if just for the uh, the history of actually having a Latin actress with best sure. actress, like yeah, just do it. Just 
and she's amazing. She's great. Yep, I, I love her. I love her so much. Yeah. <clears throat> Best original song goes to Lose Yourself from 8 Mile, making Eminem the first rap artist to win Best Original Song. Listen. Always got to give it to the white guy first. <laughs> Listen, I get it. You're not wrong. It is a goddamn great song, though. It's a banger. Don't like, get me wrong. <laughs> I I will listen to Mom Spaghetti forever. But you're not wrong. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird remix of it matched with another song in a preview for Sonic Two. Now I can't remember what it was. Oh God, is it We Will Rock You? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm seeing Sonic Two in the morning. I'm not excited. Um, yeah, thoughts later. It uh, it loses. Uh, it beats. I move on from Chicago by uh, John Cander and Fred Ebb. You uh, two also in the category for the hands that built America from Gangs of New York, which such a weird song for that movie. I hate it when they <laughs> it, do like modern songs and like historical movies. And, yeah, you know, I mean, at least bottom. that one's in the credits, and it they is, do like but they like, do like that flash forward to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen tomorrow, see what we have to say. Yep, uh, I I really think Father and Daughter from the Wild Thornberries movie should have won because that yeah, that actually a really good song, and yeah. it was the song that uh, my wife and her father danced to at our wedding. Oh, gosh, Jonathan, you were there. You should know this. Yeah. This year is just full of personal notes. Yep. Uh, well, this is uh, this is what this is what's yep. happening from now on. I have yep. personal, like deep personal relationships with so many of these movies that start from their release. Yeah. yeah. My wife danced with her dad to uh, what is it? Baby Mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It from Dumbo. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I had to, to cry during the entire time. Yep, I had to excuse myself from the ceremony because that song is an instant cry song for yeah. me. Yep. <laughs> I danced alone to Father of Mine. <laughs> <laughs> me and my mom danced to the Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, me and my mom danced to No More I Love Yous by Annie Lennox. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> My wife's like, why this song? It's, like, it's just a song me and my mom loved. There you go. All right. Best sound editing goes to Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. The best sound goes to Chicago. Okay. Good. Best art direction goes to Chicago. Yeah. Best cinematography goes to Conrad Hall, posthumously for Road to Perdition. A very, very earned uh, win. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Beating Dion BB from Chicago. Uh, best makeup goes to Frida because they had to apply that unibrow every day. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only other movie it's up against is The Time Machine. The Time Machine. You want to you see something really funny all of a sudden? Of course. Here is a pen I have from <laughs> the 2002 Time Machine starring nice. Guy Pierce, directed by Simon Wells. Who is H.G. Wells' great grandson? It's pretty cool. Yeah. I saw that though. See it. It's not bad. Okay. Guy Pierce, I'll watch it. Uh, no, I, I'm not trying to oversell it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it, it's for an adaptation of the time machine, it's just, it's good. Okay. All right. 
Uh, best costume design goes to Chicago, giving Colleen Atwood an Academy Award. All right. Okay. That one's not wrong, but Gangs of New York should have had that shit. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. Yeah, the, the costuming in Gangs of New York is just all over the place, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but best film editing goes to Chicago. I I think I, I agree with this okay, one. Okay, so here's why I absolutely agree with this one. I was, I was stoked to talk about this, because I was watching okay. the credits roll, and I'm like, the editing in this movie is like Jimi Hendrix perfect. Hmm. It is so sloppy. It's, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, that is okay. exactly how the editing was done. It's, it's, it's just slapdash. But it's perfect for exactly what it is. There's so many good match cuts in it, though. Yeah. I, like, I like a good match cut. Um, no, I, I think this film is very well edited. Yes. All right. And finally, our best visual effects go to Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, a film that ruined cinema, beating out Spider-Man, a film that ruined cinema, and Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, a film that saved cinema. (laughs) (sighs) I just... You're such a contrarian. No, this... Star Wars Episode Two. it's... I saw that movie four times in a movie theater. I understand. Listen, yeah, all so Star I. Wars is good Star Wars. Some Star Wars is just better than other Star Wars. Then all the other Star Wars is better than Star Wars Episode Two. I agree. It's my favorite prequel. That's so weird. I saw it four times in a movie theater. I did too. I, I did liked too. it when I was 16. I, it's just... <sighs> Moving no. on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, honorary award tonight goes to Peter O'Toole, whose remarkable talents have provided cinema history with some of its most memorable characters. It looks like that might be the only honorary award. Let me consult the big book of Oscar trivia. I did cover them last what? week, just so you know. Not as well as you would have, but I did. You did very good. Did you do the Gordon e. Sawyer? I did. You did. I was very excited about last week's Courtney Sawyer. But there is not one this week. Uh, Peter O'Toole is the only honorary Academy Award nom- uh, winner. There is no Gene Herschelt. There is no Thalberg. Uh, and, gentlemen, the time for the big book of Oscar trivia has now passed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Have My book updated on- that? Uh, I haven't Amazon bought a new one. Yeah, I, I, I should go look for it to see if this one exists uh, in this form updated. But 2002 is my the most current year that <laughs> this, this specific book has. So the complete unofficial history by Gail Kin and Jim Piazza. Thank you for all the memories you have provided this show. Thank you. Thank you. And now we're going to play a montage to uh, the Evanescent song, My Immortal.
Oh, wasn't that lovely? It's beautiful. <laughs> Man, I was just thinking about today and the things that are guaranteed to make me cry, like Paul and old Ben crying in a movie. And uh, I guess for me, it's anytime I see Carrie Fisher, period. And yeah. uh, hearing that song. Anytime you see Carrie Fisher's period, what? <laughs> it makes me cry. Do you know what specific shots she has? She's on her period during movies. I mean, it's got to happen I, I a few tell. times during yeah. those shoots. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the period is a very natural thing that happens. Yeah. Nothing gross about it. Big red panda. all right let's talk about this movie let's talk about this movie okay movie so we're all agreed this movie's great this movie is amazing um zach uh 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 uh-oh uh-oh you know me musicals uh, you you have bad taste got it (laughs) yeah uh i'm not a big jazz guy but i fucking love this movie I I like it okay. I just don't love it. So it's I and I fully realize it's a me problem, not the movie. The movie is supposed to, it is what it's supposed to be. It's just not something that I um choose to sit down and watch. Okay, five stars from Zach. Got it. <laughs> I'm 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 grading on a sliding scale for you. Okay. Yeah. Um so first off, John C. Riley is amazing. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, even in bad movies. So uh, when he actually takes things seriously, which again, like Gangs of New York, you go, oh, that's the same guy. Holy fuck. I fucking love John C. Riley so much. Did, did you happen to watch The Hours this week too? No, I did not. <laughs> because he's really good in that movie. Fuck, uh, no, I need to watch that movie. It's, I got thoughts on it, but we'll, we'll save those. Fair um, I love this movie so much. Yeah. The music's incredible. I mean, that's what you're going to get with Candor and Ebb. I think they just write incredible music. Uh, I, I, the one thing, the one thing for me as a musical theater fan that always stands out is I wish they would have used a little bit more Fosse style choreography. Mm. But, you know, if you're, if you're trying to make your mark on something and not just repeat something you saw on stage, then I, I guess I understand. Sure. But you know, just when with certain Fosse musicals, when I see them, I just expect to see a little bit of Fosse in them. So anytime I hear that name, I just think of uh birdcage, birdcage, Fosse, 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 Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> Try the thark. Try the thark. Um, I feel like the only problem that I had with this movie is the um, the amount of Maya that was in it could have been more. It should have been a lot more. Oh God, I I love Maya so much. Yep. Ever since I saw her perform "Ghetto Superstar" on Showtime at the Apollo. The night that old dirty bastard said he was changing his name to big baby Jesus. <laughs> I <laughs> fell in love with that woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, so 
I just don't feel like there's a lot to talk about this film just because it's it's not something it, it it's not something we're going to see much of anymore. I feel like movies like this the closest thing we got after this was probably like hairspray. Like and I know they're two completely different films, but they're just in that musical genre that I think so energetic and like in the pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's just I was pumped at every moment of this movie. It could yeah. have not even really had a plot to it, and I still would have been about it. It's fair, um, but it did, and it was. I mean, it's an okay story. It's it's nothing groundbreaking or anything like that. I mean, but, yeah, to kind of kind of prove your point, the uh, <laughs> the musical is based off of a book. Yeah that was already turned into a play and then turned into two different movies and then became a musical in, in 1975. And that musical got, uh, got a revival in 1996, which is where the kind of interest in this came from. So yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a story that had already existed for literally 80 years at this point. Yeah. Was it based on like true stories or anything? Do you know? That? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, both, both of the women in this story, Velma Kelly and Roxy Hart weren't their real names, but they were both based on real women. And the Mary sunshine character played by Christine Baranski uh, is, is the fictional version of the author who wrote the book about those two women. Okay. Gotcha. And like I said, that got turned into a stage play and then two movies by the 1940s. So the book came out in like 27. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's nothing new, but you know, I don't always need new. Exactly. Exactly. Just, it, I, as long as you do something with the tropes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll watch, 70 remakes of escape from LA, but, or escape from New York, but you know, at least do something new with the formula. Yeah. Like put Guy Pierce in it and set it in space. That's a movie called lockout. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about the music. Music's great. Uh, Candor and ebb rule. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus uh, fucking Christ. I can listen to the cell block tango like 50 times in a row and be okay with it. It's easily one of the greatest songs in the history of musical theater. Yeah. Zach would know. He's a huge musical guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so the soundtrack is something that Caitlin listened a lot to in high school. And I really do enjoy the soundtrack. I'd rather, you know, listen to the music than watch the movie. Um, you should do like, both because they're both amazing. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really love, uh, when you're good to mama, that's it. I'm, I mean, I really enjoy that uh, performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Cellophane is incredible. There's a there's a really good rendition of Mr. Cellophane by Ben Vereen. I gonna say by Paul Workman. Oh, I was going to say I liked the one that was by Paul Workman. Oh, thank you. Uh, he did it on Sesame Street. Oh, okay. all right. This probably should be on YouTube then. Probably. I believe it is. I yeah. Um, if not, it'll be on HBO. Fair. Um, yeah, Mr. Cellophane is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And the reason I campaigned so hard for this role, like actively went out of my way to to tell the director and the producers that 
I am very much interested in being Amos in this show. Please cast me. I got to sing this song. I got to sing this song for like three weeks in a semi-professional theater and nearly cried every time I went to, on stage to, to sing it because I, it meant that much to me. I got so nervous that I was like, I can't believe I, I'm going to go do this song again. You know, see, I, I don't want I don't want to talk badly about a movie that I, I know people love because I don't have any real reason to dislike it. So, I mean, I'm glad to hear you guys gush about it. One of my main issues with it, though, is probably try not to be the. Hey, Zach, out with that guy. Be that guy. That's what this show's for. Just just say what you think. Yes, I'm I'm. But the point of the movie. Will like attack my comment and it's fine. But Renee Zellweger, I she's just like stale bread to me. She doesn't. I, I don't find her interesting as an actress. I Usually don't for her... me, I'm the same. <laughs> I, I think I think she's well cast for the role. I mean, she plays the part I, perfectly. I just, whenever she's on the movie, I just care less. And I feel like this was a, like a, a, a short collection of years where she just kind of hit the pocket. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think she's really good in Bridget Jones's Diary. And I think she's really good in this film. And I like her enough in Cold Mountain, but we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um, but I, I feel like there's not a lot that I, I love from her before. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Maguire. She's really good yeah, in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, she is Maguire. good in Jerry Maguire. Um, but that's, that's kind of like the standout performance from her early right. career. Because, like, what else we got? Empire Records? What the fuck <laughs> is that? Um, like my wife's favorite movie. Yeah, that movie's... She watched Awful. it again last week. Really? It's like well, always it, on. Wasn't it for Rex, whoever? Yeah, Rex she Manning watches day. it every Rex Manning day. <laughs> oh, yep. Anyway, and, and then I can't think of anything like after 2003 where I'm like, yeah, Renee Zellweger, put her in more stuff. And then I'll, I'll have a lot to complain about that way later down the road. Yeah. Um, B-movie was terrible. <laughs> you like jazz? You like? Do you like all that jazz? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I think she's really good in this film, and I could get if she doesn't do anything for you because this is this is around the time where Nicole Kidman's doing nothing for me, and she wins Best Actress. Yeah, and and I know I don't mean that in a mean to like sexualize. I mean her character's presented that way, and. But I just mean as an actress. Uh, um, no, no, that's what yeah, I meant. No, that's what yeah, I meant as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like I said, I'm usually not a fan. In fact, Latifah, I keep... though. Oh God, yeah, she's great. She's she amazing. Just... She should have won Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel I, like she I, does enough. And she's she is a true supporting actress in this film she's she is, not like she she's not like a co-lead she is a supporting actress you're now, right i will say my my biggest problem that i have with uh renee zeller is i keep getting her and joey lauren adams mixed up <laughs> that happens to me a lot <laughs> like all the fucking time yeah i i forgot i was thinking of like a later joey lauren adams film the other day and i was like yeah renee zellweger no that was joey lauren adams. <laughs> All right, uh, but 
Yeah, I'll tell you, I Richard Gere surprises the shit out of me right? in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's so fucking good in this movie. He is. Because he has, like, he gets to, like, he he, he matches the energy the of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not something you see from him. You don't see that high energy Richard Gere ever. You get a very toned down Silver Fox. Yeah. And, and he's... You know, I don't want to say he's coasting off that energy because he's a he's a very good actor. Yeah. But that's kind of where he's been since like American Gigolo. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm Richard Gere. I'm kind of a sex symbol. So I'm just going to use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he is uh, wild and all over the place here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's so good. Oh, God. Razzle Dazzle is yeah. such a good performance for him. And uh, both uh, reach yeah. for the. Both Reach for the Gun is so well filmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't argue with that. I remember seeing that in the theater and it just blowing my goddamn mind that a musical sequence could be that good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think this is a it's a very strong kind of feminist film and that's nice. Yeah. So in a way. <laughs> maybe maybe not. I don't know. For, I just, for like eighty percent of it. I mean, I in, in well, again, the, the the weakest part of the movie is the story for me, and I'm very much not a fan of the bad people win. Uh, and people? there was not well, there was not a good person in the movie outside of Amos, yeah. and Amos yeah. was just an idiot. That like he <laughs> that's all he was. He was just a naive idiot. But yeah, the main characters were. I mean, murderers, fucking yeah. murderers. <laughs> yeah, I but mean, they had it coming. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, I mean, you've watched how many seasons of The Sopranos? Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it still bugged me then. I just, yeah. I, I'm. But Tony, Tony doesn't end with being a successful. But, well, we don't know the it, end end. Although I think right, they right. they kind of gave us a no, he died. Essentially. Yeah. Uh but <laughs> but to be to be this guy, both of the women these these two are based off of got off in real life. Yeah, so no, you sure. It's it's I just it's not like it's unprecedented. I would have been happy with a ending like the shield. Where oh, you got with, into the shield. I heard what's okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, just that you got what you deserved. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dude, you need that. to watch the fucking shield. You need to watch the, the fucking shield. The greatest <laughs> ending to TV. That's what I keep hearing. And I ever fuck like my list yeah. keeps going. You you put the shield on the top. It's, okay. It's worth it. It's it's got Walter Jones in it. Yeah, yeah it sure does. The Black Ranger himself. And Sticky Fingers from Onyx. Yeah. <laughs> it was Blade in the Blade TV series. <laughs> and Chicklet's Chewing Gum or something? Is it? Yeah. yeah, Chicklet's Chewing Gum. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, I think let's, uh, let's move on here and ask Paul if this movie is in the library. This film is not. I'm not surprised by that. It should be, but it is not. Yeah. Uh, uh, so here is our lengthy list of two films from 2002 that are in the library. 
We have Decasia, a documentary, and the wonderfully underrated Real Women Have Curves. Stark America Ferreira. Hell yeah. Hmm. Uh, so, out of those two films, what got in first and what year did it go in? 2012 being the first year it can go in. First thing you said, 2015. Yeah, I was going to say the second thing you said, 2018. All right. So, Zach got the movie. Did I get the year? Decasia. No, you didn't. But you were Damn. off by you were off by one year on Damn. your guess, <laughs> Zach. You were off by two. It went in twenty thirteen, so you did not win the Price is Right. Okay, well, that's it. Uh, man, it is slim pickings from here on. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and you know how I like to look through the year, and I'm going, mm, what really goes in? Like, I'm actually shocked Bowling for Columbine's not in. It will, I think, at some point, but... Uh, but we can talk a little bit more about that yeah. in a minute. Yeah. So you, you got some Razzies for us? I got some Razzies for us. What did I do with the Razzies? I had them. I click on so many things so much. Here we are. All right, so... Uh, we'll start off with the worst picture being swept away. Mm-hmm. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Beating out the adventures of Pluto Nash, which probably should have won. Yep. Uh, Crossroads, <laughs> Pinocchio, and Star Wars Episode Two. Uh, be prepared for a theme. Uh, worst actor goes to Roberto Benigni for in Pinocchio as Pinocchio, dubbed Godzilla style by Brecken Meyer. Wow. <laughs> uh, worst actress is a tie between Madonna in Swept Away and Britney Spears in Crossroads, which wasn't that bad. No, but it wasn't I, good. I think Crossroads being here is just punching down. Yeah. Um, speaking of punching okay. down, we're supporting actor Hayden Christensen in episode two. That's very fair, punching down. He was not great. Um, but no, he's also. Great. They put in Robin Williams in Death to Smoochie. Which is confusing because yeah. that performance rules. Like, all right. So they put in, <laughs> this is actually interesting. Uh, so Hayden Christensen winning, beating out Tom Green and stealing Harvard, which doesn't make sense because he was already at the bottom of the barrel last year mm-hmm. in uh, Freddy Got Fingered. So you really can't go worse than that. Uh, one Mr. Freddie Prince Jr. in Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Walken in the Country Bears. You know what? I'm going to say Freddie Prince Jr. deserved that because he hasn't talked. He hasn't uh, shown up to uh, punch <laughs> Manny out for talking shit about Rocky. <laughs> We're at FPJ. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> All right. Um, we're supporting actress goes to Madonna in Die Another Day. Uh, That's deserving. No, because she's in that movie for like two minutes. That's, I mean, you already you already gave her worst actress. You're just being an asshole now. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> she does beat out uh, Laura Flynn Boyle in Men in Black Two. Uh, Bo Derek oh. in The Master of Disguise. Wow. Uh, Natalie Portman <laughs> in Star Wars Two and Rebecca Romaine in Rollerball. It probably should have oh. gone to Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, worst screen couple goes to. Uh, Adriano Gianni 
and Madonna in Swept Away. Okay. Uh, worst remake or sequel. Uh, this was a year. Uh, goes to Swept Away. Okay. Uh, beating out I Spy. The oh, okay. uh, Eddie Murphy, Owen Wilson one. Yeah, yeah. Based uh, off the, the Bill Cosby show. Yep. Uh, Mr. Deeds, which I liked. I think that's a fun movie. Yeah. I think that's probably my second favorite Sandler from about this time because next year we get anger management. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, which I just skipped because I've always hated Pinocchio. And then, of course, Star Wars Episode 2. Wish uh, we could just sample Joe's uh, father. Father, <laughs> when am I going to be on my own? <laughs> uh, worst director goes to Guy Ritchie for Swept Away, Beating Out Benini, uh, Tamara Davis for Crossroads, George Lucas, and Ron Underwood for Pluto Nash. Tamara, director of the Mbop music video, Davis. Nice. God, yeah. She also directed uh, Half Baked. Oh! Movie. Billy Madison. Hmm. Uh, Worst screenplay goes to episode two, Attack of the Clones. She's also married to one of the Beastie Boys. Really? Yep. Hmm. I think the boys uh, make the freak freak. I think she's married to Harvitz. Okay. And then Kathleen Hanna from uh, Bikini Kill is married to Mike Diamond, I believe. Oh. Might be the other way around. Sure. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, worst original song goes to I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman from Crossroads uh, by Max Martin Rami and Dido Armstrong. Not yet woman. <laughs> well done, sir. Getting in the groove. <laughs> uh, and then the most flatulent teen targeted movie goes to Jackass the Movie. Okay. Oh, why is Jackass the Movie winning Razzies? That's horseshit. Yep. Beating out Crossroads, Eight Crazy Nights, Scooby Doo, and Triple X. Triple X should have won. Was, I yeah, literally X walked. Was like, listen, I kind of like Triple X. I don't like the second one, but that's that's the first film I ever walked out of the theater on. The we, me and you went to go see the second one. I think we walked out, didn't we? Probably. Who knows? And that was a free movie. Yeah, I was working at movie theater. Yeah. So that is our Razzie breakdown. Mm. And now it's time to get into our worsty judgments. Zach. Hi. Does this movie deserve best picture? Oh, golly. I guess golly I better skip this question. Um, so... I didn't watch the hours this week. It's the only best picture nominee that I haven't seen. And I'll just let Paul cover that for me. Hey. Hey. So, ranking the other ones. Number three, I got uh, Gangs of New York. I love Gangs of New York. And I'll share more thoughts. I'll, I'll save those for tomorrow's episode. Uh, but I think Two Towers is better. And 2000... When, okay. When I first saw The Pianist, I didn't know much about Roman Polanski. I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't the kind of person who was yet at that time reading up a lot of information. And I didn't have, you know, Wikipedia or 
uh, fast internet connection. And I, I just didn't know about Roman Polanski. And The Pianist is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's devastating. And I've seen it three times in my life. And it breaks me every time. And it was the best movie of 2002, I think. And it, it's hard for me to sit here and say that and defend the movie. Because fuck Roman Polanski. But if he's going to win Best director, director, why wouldn't it win Best Picture? I don't know. Um, at least in the politics of the Academy. Um, you know, we met, mentioned so many other movies that should have been nominated, like Adaptation, Road to Perdition, Catch Me If You Can, Punch Drunk Love came out. Um, that said, uh, for me, Chicago is the least of the nominees, and I wouldn't have nominated it for Best Picture, but I understand why. Uh, but no, I don't think it deserved Best Picture. Let me let me go grab a couple of grains of salt to take that with. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, um, I disagree. I I think that the movie does deserve Best Picture. I love Gangs of New York. I don't think it should have been nominated. I love Gangs of New York. It just seems like a sillier Braveheart. A little bit. Daniel Day-Lewis has always been kind of goofy with me to begin with. And he plays a very goofy character. And I get it. I just... And I love this movie, by the way. I love Gangs of New York. I just don't see it as a Best Picture book. Or even a nominee. Um, Two movies got ignored by the Academy. Maybe not Best Picture. um, But they were ignored. Equilibrium. And Reign of Fire. Nice. Okay. I don't agree with Equilibrium, but Reign of Fire should have at least been below the line a little bit. First off, Reign of Fire was the first movie where I went, holy fuck, Matthew McConaughey. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Equilibrium, I just think, is such a cool fucking movie. I think it should have been given something somewhere. I don't know where. I probably would have thought about it for editing. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, um, but with that said, I uh, yeah, Chicago deserves best picture. I don't understand your hatred for a good thing, Zach. I, I I don't get why he doesn't like musicals. There's music, there's visuals. It's the perfect <laughs> medium. Yeah. I'm very I'm just very picky. Nope, and that's fair. Listen, everybody has their thing that's wrong. This is yours, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I've not seen the pianist. I've never really had an interest in seeing this movie. Um it, if if you don't want to sit through Schindler's list again, don't watch the pianist. I'm not and, saying and that's kind of where I'm at on it. I'm not saying they're the same movie. I'm just saying it. It's the same subject matter and it's just as relentless. Uh, that being said, also Lord of the Rings is one movie to me. It is a 16 hour movie. I will talk about that next week. So I, yeah, I think absolutely. And this is kind of a weak year, honestly, if you know, looking at everything that came out this year, there was, like I mean, I said, Rain of Fire, Equilibrium are two movies that I love from this year, but there's not much past that that makes me go, eh. There's a lot for me this year. Okay. I mean, okay. Jason X came out that year, too. Of course it did. <laughs> so I don't think that wasn't going to get mentioned. Yeah. And honestly, I think My Big Fat Greek Wedding probably should have been nominated. I think it should have. I think it should have picked up a few more nominations, at least. Yeah. At least Best Actress. Yeah. And The New Guy. Because DJ Qualls. 
<laughs> Sorry. I, love, I, I love DJ Qualls. Like he is not good for anything except for exactly where he's put. That the man knows his limitations and he knows where he belongs. Yep. And I'll tell you what, I'm always excited to see him in a movie when he pops up. Yep. So all right. Paul. Yeah. Does this movie deserve best picture? All right. Do the thing. Do the thing. Uh, all right. I watched all of them this week, and this is the first time I had ever seen every single Best Picture nominee in a movie theater. Wow. Well done. I saw all five of these at the theater because I was 18. No, I was 20 now. Wow. Man, I can't math. Uh, but uh, they were all just available to me. So that was the most exciting part. So here we go. My number five and my number four of the remaining nominees is going to be the hours. And I'm, I'm going to kind of recuse myself on this one, the way Zach should recuse himself from his opinions on Chicago Mm -hmm. because his weird bias against the best medium that exists musicals. (laughs) And I'm not saying this because I'm biased because I am, trained in musical theater because <laughs> I am biased because I'm trained in musical theater. Um, I just, I understand the appeal of this movie, the hours. Uh, I understand the appeal of it. The cast is, Oh fucking Lord. I forgot how good this cast was and nobody's putting in a bad performance. It's not necessarily a bad movie. I, I'm just not on the film's wavelength and I can't figure out why I, I was really hoping that, 20 years of uh, being removed from it. No, I was 18. Man, I really can't math today. I was 18. Math are hard. Um, I, I, I was hoping being 20 years removed from this film, I would, uh, I would find something new in it that I really appreciate, but I just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. There's nothing wrong with the film. It's a me thing, and I can't figure out what it is. <laughs> So it's going up my number four, but I'm saying that with an asterisk of, I just don't understand why I don't like this movie. Yep. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so that's that. My number three is going to be the Lord of the Rings, the two towers. I think it's the weakest of the three. Uh, even though it does have the best part of the entire trilogy, the ends. Answer the greatest thing that happened to cinema, even though the film itself ruined cinema. Yep. It's, it's good. I like this. I I love this trilogy, even though it ruined cinema. Sure. Okay. So, uh, my number two is going to be gangs of New York. That film fucking rules. Indeed. It is. It is like a way better Braveheart. (laughs) I'm only saying that because you said it was like a weird Braveheart. It's, it's, it's a silly like, Braveheart. It's nothing like Braveheart. It's, it's just nothing the, like it. Just it has the feel of Martin Scorsese going. I could do that in New York. I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to say tomorrow, but Martin Scorsese was working on this film for 20 years before, before Braveheart enough. existed. <laughs> <laughs> Near it's like 25 years before Braveheart existed. So uh, that's that. Tune in tomorrow. I have a lot more about that. Yes. Uh, my number one is going to be the pianist again. Uh, fuck Roman Polanski. I'm going death of the author on this film because it's uh, a beautiful story. It's just relentlessly heartbreaking. I love this movie a whole bunch. I'm with you, Zach. I didn't know anything about Roman Polanski when I saw the film. I was just like, oh, 
Holocaust movie. <laughs> because I have a weird addiction to just wanting to feel sad in a movie theater. Yeah. And that's what this movie did. And did it to me this week. And that fucking last scene when he's coming out of the building and they're like, he's wearing the German coat that the guy who was helping him hide gave him. And the Russian soldier's like, why are you wearing that fucking coat? I was cold. I cry every time. Yeah. Like, I was cold. Like, what the fuck did you want me to do? <laughs> anyway, that being said, uh, Chicago is probably going into my two spot. I think it is every bit as good as The Pianist. It deserves best picture. It's one of the best movie musicals that ever existed. Uh, and that's weird because Rob Marshall barely directs anything good after this movie. Uh, <laughs> and it's his first movie. <laughs> you hate to see it. I, I, I love it. I love its themes of uh, crime as entertainment. True crime podcasts, anybody? I <laughs> like uh, the fact that it's almost 100 years old and it uh, the story is almost 100 years old. And it feels just as relevant today as it did in 1927, as it did in the 1940s when they made Roxy Hart, as it did in 1996 when they revived this, as it did mm. in 2002 when they made this movie. In 1975 when they made this musical, it never stops being relevant. This film is amazing. Next to nothing wrong with it. Zach, you need to learn how to like musicals because it is the best medium. Mm. It is a damn good one. I, I don't think it, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say in a minute. Okay. I can't wait till La La Land. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it didn't win best picture, so we won't be oh, covering that's right, it. Didn't. Fake win. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, is this the worst best picture? Absolutely not. Um, I agree with uh, everything Paul has to say. I mean, the whole commentary on, um, public per, uh, obsession with uh, fame and, and how quickly it can burn out and the interest in the, the macabre and the morbid dealing with their murders and each one ramping up how <laughs> how heinous you have to be or what you have to fabricate to stay in the spotlight. It's, it's interesting. It, it's good. And like, like you said, it's, it's a me issue. So if you like musicals, this is a great musical. But um, that said, I gave it three and a half stars. So, you know, that's still a pretty decent rating. It's just, um, and I'm sliding in at number 48, right above An American to Paris, which a film I feel very similar about. Fair enough. All right. Um, well, I uh, hate to say this, but unfortunately, Zach, uh, we've, we've been pretty close when it comes to our our uh, placement lately um, that that does not happen today. This is of course not the worst best picture. I have it at my number nine. Wow. Hell uh, yeah. I have Man. it at, uh, just above Mrs. Miniver and just below my fair lady. Wow. I okay. just did not feel right. Putting Chicago ahead of my fair lady. It, it just, not there it's it's so close to there but it's just not there so uh paul you know hilariously i also have it right under my fair lady <laughs> nice 
unfortunately that means i have it down at my number 25 but sure. man i'm i'm so excited at your gusto of putting it at number nine that's so amazing because i honestly it deserves it it does it, it's again you know my list is very much on replayability how many times am i going to put it in in the on the tv i was going to say in the dvd player but we don't even do that anymore I right. do. So, <laughs> although that's really uh, funny i just bought a vcr the other day it's a vcr yeah. dvd uh combo so Ooh, yeah. you're at the vcr you're at the dvd player you're at the combo vcr dvd player <laughs> um yeah i got it down to number 25 i gave it four and a half stars just like i gave my fair lady and an american in paris because both of those are amazing and musicals are the best medium yeah i've got my fair lady at number 22 nice sound of music that's at a- number 11 oh yeah yeah so my I, I got sound of music all the way up at number 10 so I do that. Shockingly, the only musical I have in the top 10. But I'm talking about musical theater as the best medium. That's where I'm at. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, gents, I think we're going to call it here. Uh, Thank you guys very much for listening. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, and the TikToks at Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. TikTok House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name. Uh, this week, I actually went to the movie theater for the first time since the pandemic started. <gasps> took took the boys, the younger boys, for their first theater experience. We went and saw Sonic 2, which was fun, but a little long. I gave it three and a half stars. It uh, has another unnecessary barroom scene. What is up with that? But I, I liked it, especially the ending. The last act was good. I just think it's really funny that you gave... Sonic 2 and Chicago, the same rating. I will watch Sonic 2 probably more than I'll watch Chicago. That's fair enough. Because of my children, probably. (laughs) Yeah, children are the worst. It's really funny because Sonic was the last movie I saw before the pandemic. I was actually... I was actually trying to get on my uh, my photos here and find out. I know it's the last film I saw before the pandemic was Bloodshot, but I think it might have been the last film my kids. I took my boys. Yeah, <laughs> I took my boys too. So, still pissed about that movie. Yeah, that movie's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, now Mr. Workman, uh, you can follow me at Father Fear of the Fear, Father of the Fear. Wow, good job. You can follow me at Father of the Fear, Daddy. Across, <laughs> take scared, a week Daddy. off, and I, I can't talk anymore. Um, you can follow me at Father of the Fear across Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox, where I'm uh, having a running tally of all the films that I watch. And this week, I went to the movie theater two, not for a two. I went for the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> now it is every bit as good as you hope it is. Nice. It is so wonderful, and we laughed heartily through the entire film. So, uh, everybody, go see that and uh, find out how good Nicolas Cage smooches. And I yes, bet he uh, smooches real good. Nick Cage smooches good. Um, also, yes, uh, I took my kids to see Sonic on February 15th, 2020, and that was the last time they went to the theater. So, when I take them tomorrow morning to see Sonic 2 Electric Blue Glue, Blue Glue. Oh, God damn it. it. It'll be, Sonic will be the bookends of their pandemic theater. <laughs> what a statement. 
Sonic <laughs> bridge the pandemic. Jesus fucking Christ. What? <laughs> Just you still want Blue You still want Blue Zach, what are we watching next week? What are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching the film that ruins cinema Return of the King, which you can rent on Google, YouTube, or Vudu, or stream on HBO Max, where they now have the extended versions. All right. And Zach, I. I want everyone to know that we're watching The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and not oh, just I? The re- the Return of the King. Oh, yeah. Because that is the Rankin and Bass animated film from 1980. Thank you. The best version of The Lord. Uh, when there's a whip, there's a way. When there's a whip, there's a way. We don't want to go to war today, but the Lord of the Last is nay, nay, nay. <laughs> Keep going, but I'm not going. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings, the return of the Quang and Quang. Quang. <laughs> yes. So, we would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. We. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at The Oscarsity Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review like Zach did with Chicago on Apple Podcast Stitcher or Spotify. It really helps make us more visible in the almighty algorithm. And all that rhythm. He ran into my stars. He ran into them five times. <laughs> so for Jonathan and Zach and all the Mayas and Lucy Lou's movie, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day.